Blog Talk Radio. Hey, RC, you there? Yes, sir. Um, was wondering what's up with the intro going on over here. I mean, we can go acapella. Um, just wasn't sure what was going on over here. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what the hell happened there with that blog talk. So we'll do it like this. We ain't nothing but some G's. Yeah. Yeah. G's on the podcast. Said it's dipping, drinking, blowing trees. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's what's up. That, that's a better intro, goddammit. We might have to make that one the original. What's going on outside of Boxing Podcast, fam? Um, a little technical difficulties, but nonetheless, with the talents combined of one and two, two and one, however you want to call it, me and D will uh, hold it down for you. Um, at a little bit of a later time than we normally do on Sundays, I know we normally come on around noon Pacific time and um, uh, have uh, certain things going at a certain time around here with the professional labor that we're moving forward towards. <clears throat> but my main man, Willa, was busy today with one of our own handling his business in H-Town. I'm very proud to get some good news from that. But, um, yeah, I'm over here chilling, relaxing, kicking back, enjoying the scenery. Matter of fact, right now, um, I just got home and on ESPN2, got some, uh, some of the highlights in Mike Tyson's career. Uh, something to watch, I guess, since there ain't no football and all that on now, and basketball pretty much ended for today. Uh, but let's take it to my man D. Willa Wilson. See how you doing out there, Willa? And um, let us know what was going down today because uh, it went down today from the outsiders boxing podcast perspective with uh, Janelle out there. What's going on, Willa? Oh man, nothing much, man. Uh, yeah, sorry for the technical difficulties. Blog talks have been tripping. They might need to give me some money back for this month. We've been having a little difficulties with these guys, but you know it is what it is. Uh, Man, a good Sunday. Got to, uh got a call last night that my man Janelle was in the building. He was out here for uh I think it's the international um Brazilian Jiu Jitsu conference championship, Houston Open type of deal. So uh, you know, of course, me and my man uh-huh. me and my main man Kia had to go out there and represent. Went out there, you know, and Janelle did what Janelle said he was going to do he brought home the gold gave gave a couple of guys a good easy ass whooping and uh you know choked the guy out at the end uh the first um you know yeah. <laughs> and it is what it was a lot you know ain't my cup of tea you know a lot of grown men wrestling on the ground doing all that but at the end <laughs> of the day i saw how you know these guys it takes a lot of endurance takes a lot of strength takes a lot of skill and uh know how to do this thing so i'm not hating on it at all and shout out to that boy Janelle, you know, coming in first place, uh, got the gold medal um, in his division. I guess he's blue belt, probably like two hundred eight, you know. So it's all about divisions and stuff, uh, you know. I guess with the belt, your uh, experience level and your size. So Janelle did a hell of a job, man. It was good, uh, good to get to see him out there just for a little bit. You know, he had his team out there. Uh, you know, it's a little cold out here, so he didn't get to enjoy Houston like he's supposed to. But he said he'll be back. And next time we'll we'll make sure we do it big. But yeah, Janelle Parkson got that first 
first place out here in this division, man, gold medal. So he's doing – he represented us well. Hey, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. That's pretty dope that he was out there. I remember him talking about that, but I didn't remember that it was on this exact day. But when you told me you were out there, I was like, oh, that that day is today. So uh, how long did you end up staying out there, man? Oh, man, we were out there for, uh, you know, his thing was probably like 45 minutes. You know, he did like uh, two or three fights. And uh, then we stayed out there a little bit. Me and my son just watched a little bit of it, you know. My son, he's asking me, hey, why can't the guy just run over there and punch him in the face? What's going on? A lot of questions that I couldn't answer because I don't really know what the hell is going on with it. But, you know, I had another partner out there. Uh, his name is uh, BJ. He's from, uh, you know, I grew up with him out here in high school and junior high and stuff. And he uh, he won his division, too. He was in the, uh, like, the super heavyweight. So I think he's, like, 240, 250. So, you know, big guys running around on the ground. You know, I can see. Oh shit, that's crazy. You know, I see what they're doing there, judo. I think it's it's sort of cool. You know, if you got if you're a little guy, you're gonna have to fight a big dude or whatnot, or somebody wants to wrestle. It's it's cool, man. But you know, in the real life, you do that on the ground, somebody's gonna come and kick you in, in the back of the head. So get your like I told my son, yeah. man, make sure your hands are your hands are right before you do all that. And Janelle, he does it all, so. You know, I know he's not hating on he don't he don't care that I say that, but it is what it is, man. We stayed out there, we had a good time, spent a little ten dollars, got to see got to see some good looking women out there too, you know, doing their thing. Uh so Oh yeah. It was all right. Yeah, we it was all right out there, you know. We had a good time. That's cool, man. I would do That's it again. That's cool, man. Um Yeah, for sure. It all worked out pretty good. Sounds like uh you got your, you got your money's worth, got to see the homeboy put in work and some fine women. Shit, I hope uh <clears throat> I hope Janelle is uh, celebrating the right way. He don't want to end up like Julio Cesar Chavez uh, partying with the wrong women and end up missing some shit in the morning. But uh, shout out to Janelle, man. Much love to him. I was uh, Once I found out about the news, I was like, shit, man, I totally forgot about it. Otherwise, we, we would have, uh, you know, um, uh, let him know what, try and plug himself out there a little bit more last week than what we heard from him. We know how Janelle is such a good promoter and all that. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, that's cool. Uh, it was um, – Good, a good day for my man. I'm happy for him. But, um, you know, this is the uh, preview week that we got coming up. Um, Want to cover up a uh, preview for the fight coming up this week. Hey, uh, Janelle what just came we... on if we want to let him, if we want to let him talk oh. about it before we, before we move on. I think we just got Janelle yeah, back yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to Janelle. I'm glad. I thought he'd be out partying with some strippers right now or something. Hey, Janelle, I'm glad you're Janelle Parkinson. Not Janelle uh, Chavez Jr. What's going on, my man? How you doing? No, I'm just enjoying H Town right now. Just hanging out with my coaches, my teammates. I came to the bathroom because you being outside playing at the bar they at, so I came to the bathroom so I can hear y'all. Okay, okay. Well, first and foremost, my man, congratulations for handling your business today. Um, soon as always, I heard about the news. Too. Yeah, I'm 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 really happy, man. I've seen your stuff going on today. I was really pulling for you when I found about the news in the morning, and uh, I'm glad you held it down out there, man. How are you uh, soaking it all in after coming in, looking what you were forward to going into camp and all that, and actually, you know, going through with the game plan and making this stuff happen? How are you feeling after the whole thing's bottled up, man? I'm, I'm good, boy. I mean, it's all good. It's just never, it's just never get at the office, you know? Walking out, everything's working all right, man. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, how you celebrating for this, man? I know you 
ain't gonna go well, back to the hotel. Both hotel showers and after that, look, this, like, this Mexican spot is banging by far the best Mexican I've ever been to in my life. That seems incredible. And 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 now we stopped at the bar. I guess they won't eat something to drink. I don't drink, so I'm there. I had uh, drinking their asses on. I just came to the bathroom so I could hang out and just uh, chop it up with the fam, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, yeah, I know you. Uh, um, when something like this happens and the the whole scenery of everything, especially when everything goes according to plan, man, I want to uh, first and foremost to congratulate you, and then to thank you for coming on and spending time with us, man, because I figured you'd be. Uh, um, and enjoying the fruits of your labor after putting in the work, so to speak. So it's uh, good to hear from you, my man. I'm glad everything worked out for you. Wish you the best in the future and ever, man. But, um, you know, uh, wish you a safe night and all that tonight. Um, glad you joined us, man. And um, shit, man, uh, when, when can we see you getting ready for something else coming up forward? How long do you usually take in between breaks? Well, actually, um, I have a plug with a radio diner and just uh, have a radio on. It's a good friend of okay. mine. Cause I'm trying to get MMA fight down here so, uh, real soon. And, and, and it looks like it's going to be something good out here. I know I got something in Rome coming up in March out of Rome. Uh, but I'm going to be having a fight down in Houston real soon. Hey, okay. just always right. remember that D. Willa is a real yeah, nigga, and he does what he says. Hey, just always remember that. Came out there, drove that hour, hour to see my boy do the work. And uh, me and my son had a good uh, had a had a good time uh, checking you out, Janelle. So appreciate you letting us know. <laughs> and, oh, and and whatever they say hey, about me, I always say Will is a real nigga. Oh, the radio I'm gonna be on is gonna be ninety point one FM of KPFT or uh, Houston. I'm gonna be on Earth uh, real soon. So listen out. Okay. Hey, uh, Willa was saying, just remember, whatever they say about him, he went out there and seen you, man. He was, uh, Willa, do what he say, right, Willa? Exactly, though. Hey, they, they can say a lot of stuff, but, hey, when I say we're going to represent, we're going to step in and represent, man, for sure. There you go. That's the subject. Now, I don't know how much time you got for us, man. Me and Willa, we were going to start this one off. Um, obviously, we had uh, – um, Miguel Burchard fought yesterday. Who was ever watching on Bounce TV? I can never seem to find that shit. Uh, we have Roy Jones that we're going to get to wrapping up his last fight in his career. Um, but it's also a preview week for Danny Garcia and Brandon Rio. So um, I would normally start off with Willa, but I know you were in the bathroom spending uh, a little bit of uh, time away from the team and all that, uh, gracing us with your presence. Um, any one of those things you want to touch on before you get up out of here, my guy? Well, I mean, the Brandon Rios, uh, um, uh, Danny Garcia fight, I don't even know if I know you're a big fan of Danny Garcia and all, but um, like I said, at 147, man, he's not elite. I mean, I, I, I mean, realistically, he should have two losses under his belt from 140. I mean, realistically. I mean, it's just going to be the, uh, a, a human uh, a, a human bunch of bag in front of him mm. in the Brandon Rios. He did, and he's washed up that same fighter. They're just trying to build Danny Garcia up after his loss. So his blowout loss to uh, Keith Thurman, but I still say he's like a B level, a borderline B level, C level at, at, at 147. But this fight is just going to be just to try to get him back his position or whatever, and make it that was a little marketing thing and uh, trying to make him look like he he can compete with guys like Errol Spence. But I, I, I mean, who is Brandon Rios really at 147? He's nothing. So this is going to be easy exhibition right now. 
I'm not uh, a confidence builder. A confidence builder, you would say. You got any predictions with the fight, my man? Yeah, I mean, I'm but also man, at one forty-seven, man. Danny Garcia never impressed me. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, but he just never looked impressive at one forty-seven. I mean, the guys he's beaten were over the hill guys, and Guerrero, and uh, and they were over the hill. I mean, I mean, yeah, he, I, 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 I fought Keith Thurman after a lot of the cherry picks, and Keith Thurman just like literally just like I can't recall. Uh, then it goes actually winning rounds in that fight. I don't recall how it goes, but it was just like, I mean, I mean, I mean the guy has a solid chin. Um, that's something that's actually impressive. It's a solid chin at 147, but it's like, I mean, he's just not anything impressive at 147 besides that. So, and I think, but he can't make 140 again, which is obvious. He can't make that. So, you know, he's a B-level fighter at 147. And a prediction, yeah. a, a prediction for. After taking all oh, the shots, bro, you got a shot at a prediction. I mean, he might stop Rio uh, uh, late in the fight. He might stop him late in the fight. At um, oh, he might uh, stop him by. Like, I think the uh, in the tenth round, probably in the tenth. I round, think the bar is the bar is set for Brandon Rios of what Tim Bradley did to him. So if he can't do what the Tim, Tim Bradley did sooner than he did, anything less than that is a failure. So. Um, Hopefully, I, w- I wouldn't think that he would spend so much time with a guy like Brandon Rios keep the ring. But that's just me. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where the hell Janelle is. Janelle's in third ward, <laughs> I think. Hey, Janelle, you all right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good guys. I mean, uh, we just left the bar right now, actually. Uh, okay. Something popped up right. down here in Houston. You like, yeah. the top cars. And... Yeah, this nigga Janelle, he – he got he, he came to Houston. He he talking about Mexican food, but what we got down here is called Tex Mex. It's like nothing you yeah, ever yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not you don't you don't have that in New York. This uh y'all don't have that in California. It's Tex Mex. It's the best Mexican food because it's not Mexican. It's Tex Mex. Remember that. <laughs> no white cheese. We ain't fucking with that white cheese and all that. We want hard shell tacos. You know all that good stuff, bro. Oh man. I, I'm glad we don't got that over here. But Janelle, hang around with this man. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, have to go over this real quick. See what we got going on because I know um, D Willow used to rock with me on Danny Garcia, but we never sugarcoat nothing or play any kind of favorites or anything like that. Call it how we see it, straight down the line. Always have we always have. But nonetheless, Willa Mandalay Bay is going down next week. It's gonna be live on Showtime. Danny Garcia talking about a new chapter in his career and no judges because he feels a certain way about, uh, about the way he feels for whatever reason with that fight involving Keith Thurman, uh, one that I can't defend to him, uh, speak for him, saying that he won that fight. However, it was closer than people think. Um, Danny Garcia, 29 years of age, going against Brandon Rios, who's 31, but he's probably around closer to 40 than younger to 30 when it comes to the type of head punishment that this guy's taken in his career. Uh, punching bag Rios, can he somehow – you know, give Danny Garcia some rounds like nobody thought someone like a Robert Guerrero could uh, and, and actually uh, not necessarily put up enough of a fight to have the people saying that he won, but just hang in there and show that there's some life left in this dog because we've seen Rios crying at the end of the fight thinking that he's going to uh, look like hanging up, um, especially after that Bradley fight. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, if you if you start talking like that in the sport of boxing, it seems like one foot is out the door and the other's in, and it really don't end up well. Um, Willa, 
we know what kind of match this is with Danny Garcia and Brandon Rio. How you feeling about it, my man? And predictions, please. Well, man, hey, I used to be a Danny Garcia fan, and 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 with that said, I am not a Danny Garcia hater. You know, the name of this episode, you know, if y'all don't know, I name every episode. It's, I think it's called the gifts. The gift is back, or something, something of that nature. Let me let me see. Gifts, <laughs> gifts is back. Uh, Danny gifts Garcia. Now, I'm sort of, you know, Danny Garcia. Even though he's, like I said, he's he's a B plus fighter in every category except he's got uh, a left hook uh, and a a plus chin, right? So so that makes him a competitor. And he's a competitor, yeah. and he's got heart. And I give him an A in the heart, right? So he's a competitor. So I think Danny yeah. Garcia is good for boxing. Is his dad good for boxing? No, but I haven't really heard heard that much of his dad. You know, um, I don't be. I'm, I never check for him. You know, I'm not checking for he's his dad, quiet. but or, I, yeah, I never have. But it seemed like back, back, you know, year a couple of years ago before he dropped the end bomb, it was a lot of talk. And I could I would hear his name even though I wasn't checking for him. I haven't seen nothing from him, man, uh, Angel. So hopefully he's learned, you know, being nominated as the donkey, um, the um, Outsiders Podcast Donkey of the Year, 2017. He was he was a nominee. Uh, so hopefully I think he's learned, man. So I think Dan. With that said, I think Danny is good for boxing. Um, he's you know he's a you know good looking guy, no homo, pretty boy, right? And he's and he only has one loss that's against, you know, one of the best in the game, right? So uh, I want to see him fight, but he can't, but I, he's, but he's too small, right? So with that said, Rios washed. He's coming off a, a knockout of some guy out there. Uh, some yeah, clown. Last, yeah, some guy, Aaron Herrera. Whoever he was, whoever he was, was whoever, yeah, whoever that bum was done, he's like a name, getting knocked out by Garcia, or uh, by Rios, I'm sorry. Yeah. By Rios, yeah, uh, yeah. Jesse Vargas whooped him not too long ago, so he just fought Jesse Vargas. So he's a, I guess he's a. So he, uh, you know, he's coming off that win. That's nothing. Uh, he he looked, he looked like a guy that had to get, that had to get super shaped for this. Um, but I don't know if Danny Garcia is knocking him out. You know, he he took the TKO from uh, from Bradley. Uh, he beat Alvarado. He, uh, Chavez, uh, whatchamacallit, and, and Pacquiao didn't knock him out, right? And neither did, uh, Alvarado didn't knock him out the, the, the time that he lost. So this guy getting knocked out, he took that one TKO, right? And he, he tough I don't here. know, yeah, I don't know if Danny Garcia beats him up. I think this is going to be, we're going to see, we're going to see. This is, you know, when people say it's the second stage, that means they're going Kobe and MJ driving the lane to more of a post up. Now he's going to the post. He's going to do a little more post work, a little easier on the joint, you know, to get that longevity. So I see Danny Garcia trying to put on a little boxing clinic uh, on the punching bag, losing a few rounds, but, you know, uh, a unanimous decision, uh, eight to eight to four, something like that. You know, maybe not even, yeah. maybe – Nine to three, you know, something like that. Well, you know, he's just going to box. I don't know if he's going to knock Brandon Rios out. I doubt that. I highly doubt that. 
But uh, it's going to be a showcase. Mm. And and with that said, you know, uh, uh, he's not old, but, you know, second a second part of your career, I know what that means. So I'm going to grade it oh, yeah. on such. You know, I'm going to grade it on such. Oh. If he goes out there and just gives him a boxing lesson, I'm going to give him an A+. Plus, right, because I think that's what he's doing. He's there to work the post. He's doing dream shape. He's not taking boys to the hole and dunking anymore, right? That's not that's what the second part of your career means. So hopefully this is a good little showcase yeah. for your boy. And hopefully he can make you know, he can get a name for himself so he can get that next payday and get beat up by the top guys. <laughs> hmm. I like how you saved that towards the end. That was that was good. I felt like you're uh, you know, patting me on the back only to Smack me beside the head. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, I feel where you're coming from, man. Danny Garcia, the blueprints out. Um, not necessarily on what his weakness is, but basically on what his technique is. Every fight uh, seems like he um, hasn't really showed um, various ways to win a fight in the fashion that he's won, especially when it comes in a certain level of competition. You know, being flat-footed. Um, dare I say, sources saying he has no skills. Um, against the Thurman fight and whatnot, and uh, other fights like the Lamont Peterson, uh, Mauricio Herrera, and all that. But nonetheless, man, um, Danny Garcia, he's a uh, he's a uh, has a better resume than a lot of people out there. He's uh, uh, overcome adversity on numerous occasions in his career. You can say guys were at the end of the hill or whatnot, uh, um, and even fights when uh, you know underdog label didn't really mean too much. But right now, this is one that we really don't have to. Uh, dig deep into uh, a guy like Brandon Rios um, has been shot. Danny Garcia is a uh, uh, he he's really good with his hands, not only in swinging but picking. And uh, he picked a pretty good opponent in this fight, man. Uh, when he found Brandon Rios and was able to get this thing going down, it doesn't have the same significance like you know Mexico versus Puerto Rico. Even one of them's Puerto Rican and one of them's Mexican. Both the guys probably don't speak a lick of Spanish. So uh, it doesn't have the same type of feeling that a uh, uh, De La Hoya versus uh, a Cotto uh, imaginary fight type shit would seem like. But, um, you know, it's that time of year. Football's over with. College basketball is something we got to cope with on the weekends. It's whatever. So boxing has come to a treat for us at this point in time. And it'd be cool just to Rockets, see. Rockets, nigga. Uh, hey, it's work. funny. Hey, 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 hey. Scratch that. It's funny yeah. how. Sacramento fans. Mm. <laughs> it's funny how Sacramento fans, you know what I'm saying, say stuff like, mm. uh, football's over. I, I guess we've got to deal with college. But besides that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, is, is, uh, once football out the way, boxing <laughs> steps up another level and all that stuff. And we rebuilding anyway. So it's a rebuild year. Not all of us are fortunate to have. People like Chris Paul. Go ahead, gloat. I mean, uh, no, you mean James Harden. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hey, yeah, y'all had Chris too. Paul. Chris Paul. Chris, Chris Paul was just down the street from you not too long ago. Y'all had that. Couldn't do nothing with it. So you know, boxing is always has always has a special place in my heart, and I will always watch boxing. It comes on later than most basketball games, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Rockets. Oh, for us, <laughs> the Rockets. Are my team, and that's my thing. Hopefully, so that's uh, probably still James going Harden down. 
Hopefully James Harden doesn't get lost again and blocked by old yeah. man like Manu Ginobili in the playoffs. Hopefully he shows up this time. I like yeah, yeah, yeah. But my date, I'm taking my date to see uh, something special on Wednesday. We're going to see the Rockets whoop Sac- the Sacramento Kings' ass, man. So just always know that. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wednesday, live. That's funny. Y'all better, not so. get, y'all, better, <laughs> y'all better not let my boy Willie Collie Stein and De'Aaron Fox get loose. We'll see how that game goes. But, you know, digressing from the cheap shot for my co-host, tag team champion of the podcasting world. Well, I was speaking about the, uh, the, the whole intensifying of a fight like this can be when really – Half the fuck, half hardcore, or probably all hardcore, really don't give a shit about this fight. Um, but for me, it's something to watch. Uh, something to watch. Hopefully, I can see um, similar things I was talking about. Uh, L. Spence, like uh, against Samad Peterson, I want to see some improvement in his game um, and him, uh, you know, take some leaps and bounds um, as far as it goes when a, a game plan is implemented in the ring. And for Danny Garcia, I want to see something similar to that because. Uh, he can say whatever he wants to say about the Thurman fight, but you don't come off of a loss, quote-unquote, or a win, quote-unquote, I'm sorry, and fight somebody like Brandon Rios. So um, it's a it's a pick-me-up fight. Um, it's enhanced, it's enhancement talent, like I call these guys. Uh, Brandon Rios is a first-team all-enhancement talent to make other people look good. And um, I'm expecting Danny Garcia to go in there and uh, look really sharp. And I think uh, people that are thinking it's going to go the distance might be a little surprised. I said Danny Garcia uh, will put some hands on this old guy, this punching drunk, uh, just punching back. You know, hopefully Brandon Rios uh, trained really hard for this fight. Maybe he could give a last hoorah for a few rounds and whatnot. But uh, I think that once he realizes that his uh, – his sloppy barroom punches aren't going to do nothing to Danny Garcia's chin. Um, he, he's going to pack it in pretty early. So um, you, you don't go from a fight with Keith Thurman and feeling that guy's power to a fight like with Brandon Rios and think that any of that power is going to offset or make you uncomfortable for anything moving forward. Uh, so uh, I, I think it's going to be some easy work, not only easy work, but I, I think that Danny Garcia stops him inside five rounds um, it's not being the fifth. Um, and just, you know, putting this out of shape guy where he belongs. As we mentioned many times before, old yeller, take him out back, put the bullet in the back of his head, man. Smack that, cross him out, get him out of here. Brandon Rios has been crying on uh, uh, before and has been in that dark place with no flashlight. So um, I think once, uh, once he realized uh, how hard of a puncher Tim Bradley was, he might be afraid of some of these big dogs. Not saying Danny is a big dog, but he's right there outside of the realm of the guys uh, like Spence Crawford um, and, and, and names like that. You know, you could put him probably in the same category, if not lower, if not higher, being debatable, than a guy like Sean Porter. Uh, but, but Danny Garcia, I see him coming into this fight, taking care of business, getting back on track. He had a long layoff, longest of his career. And, um, uh, uh, as you mentioned, second half of his career, it starts right now because uh, we, we've witnessed the first half and it's time for him to get into that later part of his career. This kid, the way he fights, could probably fight until he's, you know, 35 years old or, or older than that uh, compared to what the competition is right now. Uh, it's going to be hard to 
have uh, longevity when you got these killers in the welterweight division. So uh, we'll see what he does, though, because, like you said, he is a little bit undersized. Um, being an overachiever is something that he kind of uh, uh, deals with, especially in fights right now. Guy's a lot bigger than him. He relies on his, his, his hard work more so than his talent that's given. So um, it'll be interesting, man. But I got, a, I, got um, I would say, about five rounds being the max, man. I got Danny Garcia by TKO stoppage because we know Brandon Rios is going to try to act like he wants to fight, but he really won't want no more. The punching bag is done in five, Willis. That's what I'm picking. Hey, I mean, if he does that, that's, that's a good showing. That's uh, beating Brandon Rios the way he's never been beat before, right? So, you know, hey, if he does that, that's a good look. And maybe he can – I was just thinking maybe he – you know, a fight for him would be Timothy Bradley. I don't know if Timothy Bradley – I think he did retire, right, or did he? Did Timothy Bradley retire? Yeah, 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 yeah Timothy yeah. just retired, but, uh, you know, he. it's not like he's, you know, physically unfit. Yeah. He just got paid a good amount of money, so he bounced. Yeah, you know, I think him him against uh, Rios would be, I mean, not Rios, against Garcia would be a good fight since they're both smaller guys. Uh, you know, I think Timothy Bradley would win. But that would be a fight oh, yeah. of the heart. I think that would be a pretty good fight if Bradley still has anything left, which I think he does. So, yeah, yeah. you know, no hate on Danny different. Garcia, who will be 30 uh, next month. So he's no spring chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he, you know, second, second time, yeah, mm-hmm. Hey, so second time for uh, his second part of his Daniel career makes sense at 30. Yeah. He, he's got to, he, you know, at 30, he's got to rethink things. Only got one loss. That's the Keith Thurman, uh, top three pound-for-pound guy, you know, uh, arguably number one in the game. Um, so no. Danny Garcia still has got a lot left, and he doesn't need to go into <laughs> wars. He doesn't need to make this a war. And uh, you know, just box him out, and I, I won't be mad at that. He's got some money he can make, so. I ain't no, yeah, that. no doubt, no doubt. Um, but like you were mentioning um, about other names out there and whatnot, uh, we're both thinking that he's going to win this fight. So, uh, guys had a lot of time off, time to get healthy and uh, do the whole family man thing before he gets back into the thick of the thin. Um, what's next for Danny Garcia? There's guys out there that are going to be calling for him for sure. Um, I know Earl Spence has got a fight coming up pretty soon. Um, that's going to be a showcase out in Houston or Dallas. I, I'm not sure where it's going to be at, but I know it's going to be in Texas. Um, Sean Porter, don't know what he's doing. Uh, but there's, there's going to be guys out there for Danny Garcia. Now, I would say go after Manny Pacquiao. Since, you know, Danny Garcia is known for fighting – um, older guys in their careers, um, and essentially doing the legend killer style that Randy Orton used to do when he was just whooping old dudes like Ric Flair's ass and uh, getting his name out there. And he's done it before, Danny Garcia. Uh, you know, guys late in their career, but he still beat the shit out of them. So, uh, you know, Zab Judah knows about that with Garcia. So uh, uh, what do you see next coming for Garcia, what they might do, and what would you do if you're uh, trying to get that that label out there? Uh, with Danny Garcia, because like you said, he's a he's got he's a young kid, not no spring chicken, but you know he's got the look to him. Um, he's got the nice side piece on the side if you want to have a ringside attraction and things like that. And he's somewhat in the urban uh, community when it comes to 
being socialized with hip-hop artists and stuff like that, things where you're going to see Danny Garcia outside of boxing, you know, in the entertainment business and whatnot like that. And uh, that's pretty much how we're trying to move some numbers around here in boxing. So uh, you're the guy, Willard. What, what do you think is going to happen, and what would you do moving forward for Danny Garcia? Danny Garcia, um, I don't know what he has. You know, there's not – he can't He can't beat Thurman. I mean, he probably wants a Thurman fight. You know, he didn't get knocked out. Uh, that could get him the payday. And, uh, you know, that's probably what he wants to do. That makes sense. But he would lose that fight. He doesn't want Earl Spence. We know that. He doesn't want a guy like Sean Porter. You know, maybe he can get – Maybe he can uh, try to fight Kale Brook, but he has no belt. So what's the point of that? Uh, Matisse rematch Jesse Vargas. I don't know that Jesse Vargas might give him that work. Who can he beat? You know, at the top ten, you know, he might be able to beat Kale Brook because he's oh he's damaged goods. Jeff Horn, he's probably going to lose. He'll be out of that. You know, Lamont Peterson, can he beat Lamont Peterson? He's already done that. Looks like he can beat the bottom guys, 9 and 10. Matisse and Peterson, those are the only guys he can beat. I don't know what he does. I don't know what you do. You try to get the Thurman fight because you know Thurman isn't going to murder you in the ring. Maybe Kell Brook, you know, but that's it. I don't see what else he can do. Start rapping. I'm sure he has a mixtape coming. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Hey, he I was pretty excited. AD. I listened to that uh, oh. Adrian Broder uh, album or mixtape, whatever oh, it was. Little, I think it was the album. Look, yeah, whatever, you know. I think he had about 16 tracks yeah. in there, something like that. So it could be considered. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I listened to it. Oh, what did you think about it? And it was like. <laughs> As far as with the music today, which I am a fan of, I'm a fan of the Migos. I'm a fan, I do, but I don't compare. I don't compare it to other guys. You know, I compare that music to this music. I'm a guy that listens to music. You know, I listen to Daft Punk. Oh, yeah. I listen to like electronic music. So it isn't all about what's going on or what they're saying. It's about the feel and the sound. Adrian Broner. Yeah, yeah. He had an all right sound, but his voice is just too high. If he had a deeper voice, yeah. what he was saying was sort of like, ah, hey, I feel what that boy's saying right there. Okay. You know, A.B. the fool. He had the flow. It was all right. He had some hooks, but it's just his voice is just so high, man. Yeah. It's just I couldn't no, do it really for a whole for the whole 15. I had to turn it off. I was like, he got he might got some jams, dog, but like right in your ear, on your headphones, I was working out. It's like, hey, man. But he isn't the worst, and it isn't bad. It's just his voice is too high. Like, I can't listen to Kendrick Lamar. You know what I'm saying? His voice is too high. They're like, eh, I don't like that either. But that doesn't mean – but I could, I could, I know that he's good. I can listen to him like, all right, yeah, that's jamming. I just can't do his voice. And that's how A.B. was. He's not Kendrick Lamar. He was more like – he sounded like the Migos, but he was saying some, he was saying some you know, money, fly shit. It was all right. Have you heard it? His eyes. <laughs> yeah, I give it a B. Yeah, I heard it. It I, could be better if his voice wasn't so high. Yeah, for sure. I, I heard it. Um, you know, sometimes he'll throw some words in there, or whatever. But it's for us in the Boston community. It's like we already hear Adrian Brown talking so much, so it's hard for us to take him serious in a, a hip hop perspective because his voice is too damn high when it comes to it. It just sounds like Adrian talking 
even more than he normally talks. So, uh, um, you know, uh, but he's not, um, I don't know, compared to the way things are nowadays, because, like, I feel you, um, when, when I'm listening to some of this newer music that's out today, um, you know, um, some of the older homies ain't really feeling that shit, but it's like, you know, man, you can't stick to the, the shit that you grew up on or the music that was hot when you were uh, at a certain time, whatever, whatever. You got to evolve with the music, otherwise you just become a dinosaur. So, you know, I know how to gel with other shit and uh, still appreciate, and not only appreciate, not compare that new shit to stuff that's, you know, somewhat like um, some of the uh, uh, Nas, uh, Jay-Z, Method Man, all that kind of shit where, you know, hip-hop was boom back. But now it's just the mumble rap era. That's cool. Like, I'm not going to hate on it. Uh, sometimes they got some cool shit that, or uh, some club, they jumping in the club and stuff like that. So, um, shit, it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, Adrian Bronner, um, I, I can see why he want to put something out there like that because uh, outside of guys like Kendrick, um, you know, Big Sean, J. Cole, uh, some stuff like that. They ain't really putting words together like the way that they are with some of these mainstream guys. And I'm not a Kendrick Lamar fan neither. Um, I try to give him multiple chances, but for me, he just don't let the beat breathe enough, and he's just not my cup of tea. I understand the guy's talented and all that, but uh, I'd rather listen to something else. That's just me. But um, uh, hopefully Danny Garcia don't have to worry about no damn mixtape moving forward because, you know, he was real excited to – Talk about getting a fight with Jeff Horn. He was really excited to hear about that. Um, I think that, you know, he, he, he did give guys problems still, no doubt about it. So we'll see how this whole thing works out, man, and hopefully Danny can sharpen up a little bit, not be so stiff, not be so passive-aggressive when it comes to uh, pushing the action in the fight because Brandon Reels is going to try and bring that dog out. He's going to move forward. He's going to throw punches with bunches, and um, I, I think that that will bring out um, – some really sharp work and really good work from Danny because he doesn't have the highest motor, but when he has to let it out, he definitely lets it out, and that's why we got the thing called the no-look hook that he gave to multiple guys um, in fights when he was uh, having to uh, force some action by way of another guy moving forward on him, uh, asking Mir Khan how his throat tastes still. So, um, But, yeah, we'll see how that works out. Hopefully DSG takes in some work or, or gives him some work. But, um Man, you know, there was a, another fight on that bullshit Bounce TV. Every time I see a fight that's on Bounce TV, I mean, I've seen Robert Easter on there twice. Um, makes me pretty upset that I watched it in the first place. They'll, like, go to commercial break during the actual round and shit like that. I think they fixed that, but I've seen it before. <laughs> and, um, you know, I don't know what the fuck they're doing on Bounce TV doing shit like that in a, in a fight. It, it's almost like how, you know, wrestling goes to commercial or whatever. But uh, Miguel Burchell defending his WBC title yesterday on Bounce TV, third-round TKO against Maxwell Awuken. Uh, um, I'm pretty sure the vast majority of the fans, if you weren't catching it by a stream, um, it, it, it would be one of those fights that – you probably have to look up a little deeper. Um, um, pretty much everybody doing a bid, doing time, they seen that because I know they got bounce TV. So uh, pretty good night yesterday in and out of the yard for fight fans. But for us, me, I had to put my bunny ear bullshit connected to my TV, and it's just a little too goddamn much for me, um, especially when it comes to a guy like uh, Burchell 
who looked like a killer yesterday, and he's shown some highlight material of him looking like he's got some actual skill, but I'm not sold on the guy. Um, I, I never thought that he was um, the real deal. Um, yesterday was a, a confidence builder that you could see some of these guys getting fights with, and uh, Burchell just, you know, he did what he had to do, showcase fight. It don't get no more, hey, Willa, it don't get no more of a showcase fight than on Bounce TV, my man. So, <laughs> you know, um, taking care of business the way he was supposed to uh, in three rounds at that. And, um, you know, I'm not so sure who else was paying attention to that fight because I was looking for it yesterday, um, and it just wasn't happening. I, I found out that it was on Bounce TV, and uh, it was pretty terrible. They had the fight going on in uh, Mierda, Mexico. So, um, or uh, that's actually where my man was at. Um, not sure where the hell this fight was at. Not sure what the hell they got going on out there. Um, but Bounce TV, ew, I hate seeing that fight. I hate seeing that shit happen, man. But nonetheless, third round TKO, WBC World Superfly title. Um, and even Maxwell um, Awuku, 44-3-1, I guess it's valid for having some sort of, uh, um, uh, of, of a credential opponent. But took care of business yesterday. Willie, did you catch anything involved with that fight? Because I did not. I just seen the highlights and uh, wasn't impressed with a, uh, a zombie in front of somebody. Yeah, yeah, I didn't catch no uh, Bounce TV. Um, Burchell, he did what we expected to do, beat up some African guy. Uh, I don't even think he was, like, credible. Uh, At so, all. You know, that was nothing. A little easy work, knocked him out, put him through the ring. You know, just to showcase, A+. Plus. Uh, he's looking for He's looking for that big fight. Uh, I don't know if he can beat Lomachenko, but uh, Davis, you know, he's all right. I want to see what he can do. But again, these are super, super light, uh, super lightweights. You said a junior, junior lightweight. Yeah, I think he said super guys, feather, man. junior lightweight, whatever. Yeah. The same, probably the same shit. Yeah, just a little dude. Uh, but they got some big fights. I mean, Davis is in there, Lomachenko. They got the Asian dude. So. With the IBF, so I think, uh, yeah, I mean, he did what he needed to do, showcase in a good, in a good division. You got an all right division, man. So, you know, true, so, true. Yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't watch I'm, it. It didn't, you know, it didn't make me want to watch Bounce TV. But he did what he <laughs> needed to do. If somebody was watching, they got to see a, a, a devastating knockout. And you know, he's. I think I'm sure he's ready to get to try to. Uh, Unify some of these belts. Hopefully, man. I've seen him in his fight before this last one, I believe, against the Asian dude. I forget what the Asian guy's name was. I should probably look that up because he was in a fight with this Asian cat. Um, and uh, the guy only had basically a left hook the whole fight. And uh, Burchett was expected to beat the dog shit out of him. And it uh, ended up being a tougher fight than expected going to the cards. Um, that was last year. Um I can't remember what exactly it was. It was the guy. Uh, yeah, that's that, 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 the Japanese guy. Takashi yeah. yeah, he was in the. He was a live dog. Against Burchell. Uh, yeah, he was a live dog in that fight. It wasn't unanimous, but he was a live dog in that fight against Burchell. And it's basically a fighter with one left hand, uh, pretty much the whole fight. And Burchell did not look. Yeah, but that was homeboy that was knocking boys out. You know, that guy was. Uh, I think he was coming back. I think that was like 
he yeah, he got beat up by Francisco. He got knocked out by Francisco Vargas. So that was like his comeback. This guy, you know, let's not make it like this guy was just, uh, you know, nothing. He was the WBC champ at one point. He was knocking boys out. So, you know, that's not clown <laughs> yeah, he, for a show, man. That was, you know, that was a good win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the guy had his, he had his sign and all that, but, um, you know, when it came to basics, it, it, it was a tougher fight than it should have been. Is all I'm saying. That was his third you know, hurrah. Uh, he was going for his third hurrah. <laughs> Danny, you know how Danny Garcia is going for his second. This is like if Dan, Danny Garcia is going for his third hurrah. You know, you could probably still win, and that's an alright win. You know, it ain't that bad. Well, I I, I don't know. Hopefully, he doesn't have a third hurrah like this guy. But we'll we'll see how it goes. But um, <laughs> yeah, he is if he fights the big dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll see about that. I think he gives certain guys more problems than most people think, but we'll have to save that for another day because I'm not going to give anybody my intel of why Danny Garcia would give a guy like Earl Spence more problems than Sean Porter would, per se. But that's here nor there. That's uh, the, uh, theoretically speaking, which I don't do that. I don't do those stuff. So, uh, But one thing, Willa, big fight that happened before yesterday Roy Jones Jr. Yo, my man Roy Jones, last fight for sure and all that. He had it uh, the the first ever uh, on UFC Fight Pass where they had both sports on, mixed martial arts and boxing. Roy Jones, um, obviously a friend of Dana White. Dana White um, had that that bid for him. I think it's a, a nine ninety nine a month or something like that. UFC Fight Pass. You know they only got so many pay per views that you could watch. All of them at any time you want, and I'm sure the UFC fans been watched every pay-per-view more than five times uh, with the, the limited content that should be on there and that little small game that they do over there in the $1,000 business. Um, but nonetheless, Roy Jones had his fight on there out there in Picola against a straight-up, I mean, usually we say tomato cans because they got something in there when you open them up and you, you have good use for them for certain things. But this this guy Sigmund was just a, a a can of broth. wasn't nothing to him but the liquid, man. This guy was pretty much as far he was in the ring against Roy Jones. Uh, wanted to see Roy Jones have some of his signature knockouts that we've seen in the past. But according to Roy Jones Jr., that he he was uh, dealing with a bicep injury and did not want to postpone the fight for the fans out in Picola, so he went through it and pretty much toyed with this white dude the entire time. Um, was happy to see Roy Jones get the W and uh, take care of business. Um, did he look like a guy who needed to hang it up? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm glad he could get out on his own whips and, and, and get back to the commentary booth of HBO where he's doing a pretty damn good job. But, um, you know, Willow, we've seen old Roy Jones in there sticking his tongue out, not looking at the opponent, and then giving him a straight left and pretty much having fun with that guy in the ring, man. Did you see that fight, Willa? And um, what was your thoughts on Roy Jones Jr., last performance of his career? Oh, man, yeah. Just, uh, you know, before we get into the eulogy, um, Roy Jones, hey, like you said, he was hurt. Uh, He was in there with the guy that was the bum of all bums. He was at home hometown, gave everybody a little show, unanimous decision, uh, you know, but if I'm going to be truthful, this is supposed to be a showcase. I'm going to give him a B minus on his performance. You know, he got, he just yep. played with him, you know, but we wanted to see the KO. 
but he went out like a champion, and uh, it was what it was, man. Uh, you know, I still ain't sent you that uh, that internet site. You got to remind me. I see the internet site, so yeah. you know I got to check it out on the phone because I'm looking at all things on the phone right now. Uh, but yeah, well, you so sure it is what it that. is, man. It is what it is. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. Great performance, sure, but a, sure. a, a, a good performance for an old dude hanging it up. Nothing, nothing to really see. Looks like just the old guy beating up a bum. But uh, you know, just tell me, tell me when you're ready to cue the music, man. <sighs> well, Willa, here at the Outside Boston Podcast, we got something. When it's time for the guys to hop on that saddle and ride on down to the sunset. My man Roy Jones Jr. Roy Jones, Roy Jones. He was one of the guys that I looked at in the game and got me started into the boxing game essentially. We're talking about Roy Jones Jr. Considered by many to be one of the best boxers all time, pound for pound. And left his mark in the sport of history when he won a WBA heavyweight title in 2003, becoming the first ever former middleweight champion to win a heavyweight title in 106 years. Prior to that, he became the undisputed light heavyweight champion by unifying the WBA, WBA, and IBF titles during his time. Jones was known as the perception of special athleticism, movement, and reflexes. And as in 2008, Jones holds the record for the most in a unified heavyweight title bout in boxing history. At 12, Green Magazine named Roy Jones Jr. the fighter of the year in 1994. And the World Boxing Hall of Fame named him fighter in 2003. He also had three time winner best partner of the year for the Estes Award in 1996, year 2000, and 2003. Boxing Association of America named him as the fighter of the decade for the 1990s. Roy Jones Jr., congratulations on your career entertaining us boxing fans. And I wish you the best in your future endeavors, my man. You would will go down as the one RC guy, top time, and probably for the rest of the boxing fans worldwide. Boy Jones Jr., enjoy this for the sunset, my man. Yes, sir. And I would like to say, Boy Jones Jr. gave us gems. Like knocking somebody out and then going into his hit song, Y'all Must Have Forgot. I mean, we're talking about Hall of Fame shit. We're talking about one of the best pound-for-pound boxers of all time. You know, Roy Jones is the reason a lot of people started boxing. Roy Jones is one of the main reasons that I started watching boxing and started boxing. You know, what he can do, uh, you know, in that ring was, you know, nobody can – we've never seen anything like it and we won't ever see anything like it. Um, I want to say thank you, Roy Jones, for doing what you did for us, man. Even though Tarver put you to sleep and you lasted and you stayed way too long, 
and you stay way too long. But, and you tarnish your legacy, sort of. You're still top ten pound for pound <laughs> of all times. Really, you should be top three. Really, you should be number one. But you went to sleep way too many times. Just want to say, R.I.P. So Roy Jones's career, it was a good one. We'll holler. Oh man. Roy Jones, R.I.P. He got that last one, man. Um, It's better for him to go out the way he did, even though it wasn't in spectacular fashion, than to go out looking up at the lights or tasting the canvas like Manny Pacquiao against Marquez. Roy Jones Jr. did his work, man, entertained us all for a very long time and um, very congratulatory from the Outsiders Boxing Podcast for his uh, time punched in in the sport. Every time Roy Jones clocked in, he gave us a, a good day's work and uh, made people's dance in their bank account and their wallets well worth it when he was in his prime pulling off some of the crazy stuff that he used to do in the ring. Roy Jones Jr. was a, a hell of an athlete. And like you said, Willie, he got a lot of people involved in the sport because of the way he was as a character and all very charismatic and uh, he wasn't just a loud mouth who didn't back it up. The guy had a lot of God-given talent and uh, took his took his talent all the way up to heavyweight capturing the title. But glad he went out on his own terms somewhat. Took long enough. But um, um, good stuff for him. Um, you know, uh, it's hard to follow up that because of a guy like Roy Jones. We've had a hell of a lot of fighters retire last year I mean, a Hall of Fame class of, of fighters that retired last year. And, um, well, it, 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 it's starting off already for this one. So, um, Roy Jones Jr., hope he enjoys his time off in the sunset and doesn't get no crazy comeback fights for one night only at the nearby circus in Pensacola. Um, but, yo, Willa, this, uh, um, are, we, are we missing anything that we need to cover up? Um, before we get ready to wrap this whole thing up here and talk about how bad Danny Garcia bit the shit out of Brandon Rios next week. Uh, no, I think you had something about Wilder. Wilder saying he should be the uh, A-side. You know, ah. that's crazy talk. Yeah, I mean, right. that's crazy talk. Uh, but that hey, is you right. You're right. That that. You know, you've got to it, – it's called negotiating, right? So yep. until I see the final product, I can't really. I'm not gonna say what he what he should be saying because if it's yeah, negotiating, yeah. I think that's where you start. Hey, I'm, I'm a side. Let's negotiate. <laughs> Hopefully, that's just <laughs> you know? the start where they could get past. Because I mean, uh, we all know that Anthony Joshua's making pretty good money over there, and he's not gonna belittle himself for Deontay Wilder. Him making this fight is almost doing Wilder a favor just because of the numbers that he's pulling over there compared to what Wilder's doing over here. Uh, You know, uh, the report came out that Deontay Wilder, quote-unquote, had said 
he say he don't know anything about me offering anything. Or uh, he said that he offered him something, but he never received anything. But y'all making all this money? Where's my offer at? When I get my offer, whenever he offers me, here's the deal. Whatever he offers me, he needs to take the same amount in the rematch. Doesn't matter where the fight's going to be at. He says, fight in London, fight in Vegas, New York, anywhere, anytime, any place, according to Deontay Wilder. But um, mentioning the fact that uh, he needs to get the, the bigger share, eh, hopefully it's just negotiating talk for the beginning and they can work their way down. Um, you know, I think if anybody's going to get the, the lion's share in this fight, it would be Anthony Joshua, just based on the fact of what Anthony Joshua has been doing, especially this fight coming up with Joseph Parker. Big significance to it uh, because Joseph Parker is legit competition. Uh, we know Deontay Wilder is facing dark horse contender that I've been talking about for years in Luis Ortiz, but um, we'll see how Luis Ortiz uh, dark horse. Um, Gets himself in there. Hey, I've been talking about it for years. So hey, he he he's he's in the mix. Like I said, he ain't the one or two, but he no, might be have. the three or four. <laughs> no, so, definitely, you have been uh, talking. You know, you've been pumping this guy up from the beginning. That's no doubt about that. So if he does, if he does get to roid his way to the top, you could say you were there. That would be one of your guys. <laughs> so I can give you credit. But that's not gonna happen. Yeah, dead horse. <laughs> not a dark horse, a dead horse. Yeah, he might be that. He might be that, man. You know, it's hard to bet against a guy who's uh, later in his career against a guy in his prime. I think the only person people feel comfortable doing that or hedging those bets on are a guy like Floyd Mayweather being in his 40s and fighting a guy in his prime and beating him. So hard for me to bet on a guy that even though I've been riding with for as long as I have with Luis Ortiz because Deontay Wilder, he got that what Anthony Joshua called Alabama power, baby. <laughs> you know, so uh but the whole the whole uh lion's share deal it's it's complete foolery. Deontay Wilder shouldn't be asking for that. He should be um lucky to get a fifty fifty if he can from Anthony Joshua just because of the kind of numbers that Joshua's pulling um out at the O two and uh pulling some big crowds, not just some, you know, stuff at Alabama. I know Deontay Wilder had a pretty nice showing against Bermain Severn in a bully beatdown match. But um, it's going to take a little bit more than that. And uh, the Luis Ortiz fight would definitely be a big big up for him. But the whole, you know, lion's share deal, I hope I hope that's just how it is and it's just the negotiating part first and he really don't think that for the, for the entirety of it all. Otherwise, we probably are not going to get that fight if he sticks to those guns. So I, I don't think Deontay Wilder is going to be foolish like that. He's just knowing his worth and his value and trying to get what he deserves in a fight that's going to be as big as it is. Because we, we haven't had nothing like this for a long time, Willa. If this fight somehow happens pretty soon with the likes of Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua, but pretty much I, I think we're both on the same boat of Deontay Wilder. Cut that shit out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, we haven't had a heavyweight fight, but we've had big fights. I don't, this isn't really, this is a big fight, but it isn't the biggest. You know what I'm saying? I think, Canelo, Triple G, too, is, is bigger than this. Because both of these guys are, I mean, as far as historically, it's big. But both of these guys aren't the best. These aren't, we're not considering these guys top 10 pound-for-pound pound boxers. And so, so it, it's, it's good as a name. It's good as in they're, they're the best 
heavyweight. And usually, you know, that probably at the end of the day, that means you can you can, you can most likely beat every other champion because you're way bigger and way stronger, you know. So that means a lot. But as far as, you know, these aren't even two top ten pound-for-pound guys boxing, so it isn't that big, you know what I'm saying? But regardless, like I said, I would – let's see where it goes. If he sticks with this the whole time, then I could say, you know, he might be dodging. But if he gets, you know, if it's just a ploy for right now, well, you know, I'm not going to make any judgments off of what's going on right now during the negotiations, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, Deontay Wilder is not a, a dumb man, and, and I agree that this isn't the biggest fight um, when it comes to level of opposition. Um but it's the heavyweight division. Heavyweight's always the funnest, <laughs> you know, with the the power that these guys display. Deontay Wilder's shown his his power, especially in the last fight. Um, Anthony Joshua didn't really look that great in his fight against the midget sub that he had in. But this one, if he's able to put off a pretty good performance against Joseph Parker, um, it could take him a pretty good step above and lead to some pretty good money. So, um, but it is the heavyweight fight. Um, Wild cards like Tortiz doing the mix. Um, Tyson Fury, probably not going to be much of a factor when it comes to the, the, the beast that's ahead in the in the cream of the crop. But um, Deontay Wilder, if it's a money deal, which we think it probably is, and you just want to get your propers, oh, yeah, man, keep on keep on talking. Because Deontay Wilder is the one that's going to make this promotional deal when, it, when, it, when and if it goes down. Because Anthony Joshua, he's a gentleman. And he's not going to be talking shit like Deontay Wilder is going to be talking shit. He's going to have on his Calvin Klein suit, drinking tea, and, you know, doing his little good guy image that he does when Deontay Wilder, on the other hand, is a bad man. In your face, power, and, you know, he's not going to let you go away without thinking anything that he said sticking to the back of your mind. Deontay Wilder is a confident fighter and really in his prime right now and looking like a straight animal when he lands on dudes. So um, hopefully we can see that fight happen in Deontay Wilder. Hey, I'd like uh, that he calls Betty. I like that over the years you turned into a uh, a Deontay Wilder fan. Because if I remember, you know, not too long ago you were a hater of his. You were down talk. I think that was more. That was when you had a lot of hope in Danny Garcia. Then after Danny Garcia took that ass whooping, it seemed like you more. You've been sliding. You've been putting your your, you know, your fandom into Deontay Wilder. You've come over to my side on this, and I hear you talking very nice of him and talking about how he's an animal with the with the, with these punches and all that good stuff. So I just wanted to say I see your growth, man, and uh, welcome to to Team Bomb Squad. Ah, before you called Team Bomb Squad, it was Team Wilder life. But the only team, the only thing I talked shit about Wilder was how sloppy he looks at times. But it don't matter at the end of the day because it's heavyweight. He can look sloppy all he wants, but when he lands, does he take care of business? Yeah. He be landing bombs when he's getting down, when he's doing what he got to do. So, um, And he's American. So, you know, Team USA, man, you know? Yeah, no, I feel you, man. But, uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully. Well, I just like the way it, that it's happening. I just wanted to – just congratulate you and welcome you. That's it. I've just watched it happen over the years, and you know, 
You're slowly letting well, Danny. I, I, you're slowly letting Danny go. It's all good. No, Danny is the best Puerto Rican in boxing today, and he's going to show you why next week. Today, but, yeah, honestly, nobody, nobody's, nobody's fighting anymore. I think he's the only Puerto Rican fighter. And the little guy, what happened to the little guy that you were messing with? Was he welterweight? Verdeo been getting Diaz. too much. Verdeo been getting too much pussy. That? That's his problem. Rodeo, what's his name? That's the young Felix, guy, right? Felix Verdeo, yeah. He's been. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's been on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's been on that. He be on that Kellen Winslow, Kellen Winslow Jr. type deal. You know, getting in motorcycle accidents and shit like that. So he ain't okay. been too safe when he's uh, been outside the ring. But you know, <laughs> it's this easy work coming this Saturday. Brandon Rios, um, hopefully you got some money put away. Hopefully you ain't getting ripped off too good from this deal, getting in the ring with Danny. And, uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I thank you for the welcoming. Hopefully I can get a basket of fruit from my apartment since I'm in the bomb squad crew now. Um, but I'm just, I just call it how I see it. Now we'll, we'll see how it goes against Anthony Joshua because Anthony Joshua is not an yeah. old man taking high blood pressure pills like Luis Ortiz. Oh no, oh no! And Wilder is an old man that almost knocked him out. <laughs> we will see how it goes, but shit, man. Um, what you about to get into for the rest of the night? Well, I know it's a little bit later out there when than what it is over here. But um, you know, basketball's over for today. LeBron James got his get back on punk ass Kyrie with his new Cavs, and um, I was enjoying that pretty much today before the game was started. I don't know. You were talking about the Rockets and all that earlier like that. Like, I don't lose touch of basketball. I just realized that it's a rebuild season for Sacramento, so I don't look at wins and losses. I look at progression. But when I look at the dudes that I rock with, like OKC or OK3, as I call them, with my guy Russ, with my guy PG from out here in Central California, Paul George from out here in Fresno State, Central Cali, Bullpup Bread, and then my man, Hoodie Mellow, hey man, you, you Rockets out there, y'all y'all don't gotta worry about just being being the Warriors, cause OK three still out there too, you yeah, know. You, you worried about those guys, bro? Hey man, what the hell? Hey, no, we're not worried about that. We're not worried about anybody, dog. We're dominating the league. Rockets will win the chip, man. Rockets will win the chip. I don't, you know. Now your team is OKC. That's what Sacramento teams do, everybody. They they go from Sacramento to my my team is OKC now. You know, probably was a a Curry fan last year. Just watch these guys cook. Oh no, Capella's dominating. <laughs> no, like Harden's dominating. Paul's dominating. We're getting old Joe Johnson. Uh, yeah, it's going down, man. Yeah, what? Well, I think we got a uh, before we go. Let's. Go, I think we got a caller. Uh, maybe. Let's see. Let's see, man. Caller, outside his boxing podcast. What's up, man? Hope you ain't no Rockets fan. Oh, is it? Was it James Harden? Was it James Harden who called? He just disappeared. <laughs> uh, good one. Good I one. Hope, so, yeah. I hope, <laughs> no caller. I hope you guys make it. I hope you guys make it to the to the to the finals, though, Willow. Even if they beat OKC, I'm not a big OKC fan, but you know. I like Russ, and I like Paul George, and I like Melo, so I rock with him. But LeBron James, he got some backup today. Do you see that? He got rid of that bad apple, Isaiah Thomas. He got rid of the, the red apple 
that was a little bit molded and got him some green apples with the light skinned brother like Larry Ness and, and my man Jordan Clark. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> and he got uh, yeah, no. And my man George Hill, LeBron James, he figured out the blueprint. He got some light skinned dudes that's going to combat against them light skinned dudes and go to state. He's not going to see Golden State. That's the whole point. He's going to see the cooker. And I think last time they came to Houston, it wasn't a pretty sight, man. Hey, we got Ariza. Yeah, yeah, I know it don't count. I'm just telling you. He knows that we've got got guys like Ariza that know how to play guys like LeBron, though. You know, not stop him, but just, you know, get him a foul trouble, you know, get a couple charges, you know. Yeah, you know, not even rough them up. Just stay, just stay, just stay on them a little bit. Just make them try a little harder. And Rodney Hood, nobody's worried about that guy, dog. And we got to tell Mhm. So our guy. Oh wait, yeah. So does Harden. Yeah. So does so does yeah. the So does Gordon. I mean, not Ariza. So does uh, Gordon. So does Chris Paul. We got guys. That's three unstoppable guys, dog. I hope that comes true. I hope it comes true, and you guys make it out because we already know With other guys who's coming true. out. The east. Yeah, LeBron <laughs> you know did. They, they stepped the it east. up. Yeah, they stepped it up. Yeah, There's true, no doubt true. about that. You know, we'll East see how it goes, man. But um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But yo, Willa, um, what you got going on this week, man? You gonna be um. Back in, are you going to be back home in Houston this week? Because I know every time I talk to you, you're always somewhere else, my man. Um, what's it looking like for you this week? And um, if you got anything um, expected coming up for the Willa and Whoop show on Wednesday, if you would, my man. Oh, yeah, hopefully it comes on, man. We should be fresh on Wednesday. I ain't got nothing. I'm at the crib, finally. I'll be posted up for the next couple of weeks, just chilling, uh, so... I'll be at the crib, man. Nothing going on. Will and Wills will be on Wednesday at 9 Central. Uh, so, fuck with us. All right, my man. All right. Well, shit, man. It's been a pretty good episode. Hopefully, I was on uh, um, uh, proper behavior. Had me a few drinks coming from the bar and all that. Tried to let the cat out the bag at the end of the show. Had me a, a, a good Sunday since we had to do this one at a late tip. Might as well uh, um, have a little fun with some wine when it's 5 o'clock somewhere and all that type of shit. So, um, But I'm looking to come back here next Sunday, breaking down this, whether Garcia goes the distance like Willa said and um, might not show improvement or if he gets him out of there before 5, like I think. Obviously, we both on different sides of the table, but we'll see how it turns out. Um, and we'll be covering up the rest of everything that's going on in the sport of boxing. Didn't get to Floyd Mayweather posting some crazy pictures about MMA, but he's just doing it for all bullshit show anyway. I don't think Dana White's showing him the money, but outside of watching podcasts, we'll be covering up all those sports uh, uh, issues that's going on in the game. Hopefully nothing to do with Adrian Broner uh, doing anything harmful to himself because he's been a little crazy. But nonetheless, we got until next Sunday back at our regularly scheduled time, noon Pacific. And, yeah, thanks for joining us, man. Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We out. Oh, man. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.